And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by Visa. It's Wednesday, so it's your favorite day of the week, obviously. Christopher Vaccaro is here. Nando, ready to rock, buddy. That was a uh, stressful week four, and we are uh, on to week five, as Bill Belichick would say. We're on to week five. What uh, what was stressful about it? It was like my, my greatest week ever of all time. Oh, really? I was scoring like 160 in like 0.5 PPR leagues. It was great. In in what full PPR you said or half? No, in half in 0.5. All right, I was gonna say that's nice. imagine because if it was full. Yeah. If it was full PPR and you were, and 160 was the greatest week of your life, then I mean that just summed up your fantasy career right there. I would say. <laughs> 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 what what was what was stressful about it for you? Tell me. Talk to us. Uh, I, don't, I mean, listen, uh, I'm a little frustrated with the Cowboys offense. Uh, you know, uh, C.D. Lamb, no showing uh, the other day. That was a little stressful. And, um, you know, luckily Amari Cooper came back in the game to score a touchdown. But, you know, just little things. There's always stuff that goes on every Sunday. You want every one of your players to perform well, but when they... When a highly owned player that you have bombs out and gives a two or three point performance and, you know, it, it trickles down through a lot of your teams. So, you know, add on the Mike Williams, uh, you know, no show from Monday night. Uh, with the he's one- allowed one of them. Yeah, right? no, I, I get it. And that's the thing. You, you, you know, you really can't complain, but man, it hurts when it still happens. So that's, uh, you know, nobody likes those twos and threes in their lineups. That we do not. Uh, by the way, Beller's here. Beller's producing. We told him just jump in whenever he feels the need to. So if you hear a third voice, it's your old pal Michael Beller. Um, so yeah, just you know, whenever. You know what else is frustrating, uh, Nando? I'll tell you while we're on the yeah, while uh, we're on the topic of frustrating. I'm frustrated about downs. watching Nick Chubb every uh, week right now. Which may I mean, like if you watch the game and you know you look at the box score, it might look a little pretty. In terms of like, oh, he got another 100-yard game. And before that, he was getting like 80. I think he had back-to-back 84-yard rushing performances. So real life, he's playing well and he's getting the touches. But he's still, he's less than 50% snap rate. He comes out on the goal line this past week. Which if you're not going to give me the goal line as a Nick Chubb owner. And he's not catching balls, obviously. 
it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. So that was very rough again as a Nick Chubb owner. And and if you want to date it back to even, you know, Joe Mixon, you know, my love affair with Joe Mixon, you know, I thought that was a 25, 30 point smash spot that he was entering on a short week versus that Jacksonville defense. And that got my week off to a slow start. So a lot of disappointment in the running back uh, world uh, of fantasy. What are you going to do now with Nick Chubb? Uh, sorry, not Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon. Um, did you, well, will you be bidding hard on Sam P. Ryan? Like, uh, do you love Mixon because the, the offense? Do you love Mixon because you love Mixon? How do you fall? Uh, both, actually. I, I love the Cincinnati right. offense. I've talked about that all summer. It's coming into fruition. Uh, if you watch these, if you watch this team on a weekly basis, I was a little scared actually in week two versus Chicago, but, uh, you know, they're going to get T. Higgins back in this offense. If you're a Joe Burrow owner, I think all systems are pointing up for you. Uh, it's going to be a, a high-scoring offense. The Mixon news, I think, I, I'd say he's probably 50-50 for this Sunday. But if it is the low ankle sprain, uh, you know, it should only miss one game. You got to protect yourself with, with P. Ryan off waivers this week if you're a Joe Mixon owner. Um, but no, it's it's everything. I love mixing the player. Uh, I don't love that he was coming out on third downs a little more than usual uh, through the first three weeks in this past game versus Jacksonville. But there's not that many running backs in fantasy that are playing 75, 80% of the snaps for their team. And he's one of like five or six backs. So uh, I'm still bullish on Mixon. I just wish he would have had that big game and carried it forward. Uh, the, the, the schedule looks beautiful uh, as we move on for Mixon. And uh, I really wish he's out there. I really hope he's out there versus this Packers defense this Sunday. You know, um, Jeff Haverlack, who uh, does a lot of Dynasty stuff with us from DynastyLeagueFootball.com, um, he, he wrote – I mean, we had him writing all offseason because that's you know Dynasty time, like May, June, April – he, he wrote a bunch of good things about Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, like, you know, like, he kind of like, he looks more to me like a Joe Mixon than Sam Piran. I remember Sam Piran was in Washington was, you know, kind of not plotting, but he was like a bigger dude who was just kind of like a borderline fullback. Um, whereas yeah, Chris Evans seems way, more like he, that. But he runs hard. And I like Piran, actually. And I loved him back when he was in Oklahoma. He's he's legit, Piran. And, and if he gets the shot this Sunday, he'll fill in admirably, admirably uh, for a one game uh, versus the Packers. So he would be the lead back. But I still think Evans, like you said, I think he'll come in and play that third down role, that uh, J.D. McKissick type role for Cincinnati. So uh, I would be bidding on, on Evans as well. Yeah? Yeah. All right. All right. Just well, don't we'll go see. crazy. I mean, Just don't go crazy on Evans. I know there's a lot. I don't of think talk. anyone's on Evans. I haven't seen uh, anyone I mean, be listen. like, hey, Evans is a good idea. Uh, there's a little chatter, but All right. just don't go crazy. All right. Let's get to our rundown. Uh, I want to talk about your favorite team, the Jets, a little bit. Um, I want to compare uh, LaVisca Chenault with Rondale Moore. I think a, a lot of people are kind of like wondering what to do with Rondale Moore right now. LaVisca Chenault with DJ Chark out. His stock is up. I don't know, you know, if, if he's going to be the guy like getting most of those DJ Shark targets, but he's there. I don't even know. His coach might not be the same coach in a week. We don't know. <laughs> that whole that whole Jacksonville thing is oh hilarious. Oh my god! I mean, listen, Urban Meyer really shot himself in the foot. How do you not get on the plane with your team and you just leave them? Like, I get it. You're in Ohio. You want to spend the extra couple days, maybe, but not as a rookie coach 
you know, your team loses, they all get on the plane and where's the head coach? Like, I thought that was the biggest, you know, part of the story that um, it wasn't, you know, headlined, I guess. But uh, it's uh, it's uh, Urban's off to a bad start. Let's and put they, it that they way. Laughed him, you see the part where they said they laughed him out of the room? Yeah. When he, yeah. I know the news this morning, actually, that just broke was that, you know, he got the whole team together again for a meeting, uh, I guess, uh, try and uh, put a Band-Aid over a uh, bullet wound, but um, he's in trouble, and so is the rest of the team there. And a huge loss for DJ Chark. Uh, you know, I had some DJ Chark shares uh, that I was expecting a big year from Chark. And, you know, of course, he goes down in the first couple minutes of the game, gives fantasy owners a zero heading into the weekend. So that was another brutal experience for uh, week four. Uh, but, yeah, LaVisca, you know, he's he takes a bump up. I know he was a highly sought-after player on the draft board. We've talked about that coming into yep. this season. He was getting moved up uh, more and more. Didn't look good through the first couple weeks, but now with Chark out of the offense, uh, you know, him and Marvin Jones are going to be the focal points. But when you talk about this offense, there's one name I want to throw out there because I noticed in this game versus Cincinnati, he just got traded over. Let me guess. Is it Dan Arnold? You know, he obviously, yeah, I mean. Uh, well, he just what, got traded the, over. The traded over part, fast. I guess, you know, gave that well, he went too fast. for you. Because uh, I, I know you don't want to talk about Tavon Austin. You don't want to talk about James Robinson, Carlos Hyde. You don't like James Robinson. Trevor Lawrence, uh, let's maybe. talk about James Robinson. Let's hit well, on let's everybody. Talk about I mean, James first. Robinson. Yeah, let's talk about the whole team. Let's go. Huh? Let's go. Yeah. Let's start with James Robinson. Then we'll get to Dan Arnold. James Robinson we'll is back Austin. in RB one territory. In my mind, I mean, handles the whole load. Um, you know, he's going to be and he's going to be one of those eighty percent snap. Uh, percentage running backs unless Urban Meyer loses his mind again and, and brings Carlos Hyde back into the fold. But James Robinson, after the first couple weeks, man, people were like, this guy's a complete bust. And it flipped so quickly now that James Robinson is back to being viewed as the running back that he was last year. Um, so if you have James Robinson on your fantasy team, you went from having a guy that you're like, all right, I think I got to bench him going forward into, hello, he's my RB1. So great news for you, James Robinson owners. Um, and just real quick, uh, you know, like I said, Dan Arnold, sneaky tight end bid. I, I have a feeling he's going to play a big role in this offense as the year moves forward on a team with a crap defense, playing from behind, chucking it a ton. You know, they obviously made the move for him. Uh, you know, they they liked what they saw from in Carolina to make the trade for him. Um, hey, O'Shaughnessy's out for the year. Arnold, uh, Arnold's a sneaky tight end bid, in my opinion. Uh, he did two targets, two receptions, 29 yards in his first game as a Jaguar. I don't even think that he trade happened. over midweek. I mean, I'm yeah, shocked. I was going to say, that, that trade happened like, like a Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, but... You know, they they dialed up a couple plays for him, and, uh, you know, I'm sure he's learning the playbook, and his role in the offense will expand as, you know, we go forward now. Chris, let me ask you this. Um, if Urban Meyer, I don't think he's going to, I think he's, you know, too much pride. He's never going to leave, whatever. Um, but if he's gone, does that change anything in this offense for you? Like, I don't know who's going to take over, whatever, whatever. No, but I, do you, no. well, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, do, does he have such an imprint on this offense that if he's gone, does something change no. you know what i mean like did you really like oh you know marvin jones is a urban meyer guy no no no, no, no. i mean not that i would not that i would know of nando tavon austin played 73 percent of the snaps uh, first uh, game i knew you had to get that in nando all right why don't you tell me who the top three receivers are for jacksonville <laughs> tavon austin tavon austin and tavon austin 
You just laugh. You mock it. Every week you mock someone. And then <laughs> I know. I can't. I, get, I, get I honestly, you know what? You're right. I'm not going <laughs> to mock you anymore because of the Cordaro Patterson fiasco from three weeks is, ago. Is that a fiasco? No, I mean, listen, you were right. You know, you were big on Patterson after week one. I think it was, you know, that was your guy. And, and now look at all of us sitting on the sidelines watching this journeyman kick returner, uh, you know, become fantasy's uh, number one superstar. I don't know if you can call him a journeyman. I mean, he's 30 years old and, you know, I'd, I'd be a little worried. I mean, he's, that. A, he's a Hall of Fame. People talk about him being a Hall of Famer because mm. he's such a good kick returner. Uh, nobody's saying that, actually. Yes, they are. Nobody. I heard it on. Nobody's uh, actually yeah. saying that. Nobody, I, actually. Nobody. Oh, uh, you know, what? I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah, I'm not you, making that uh, okay. up. I heard that somewhere. All right. Don't waste seven minutes of the show else. trying to Google something that doesn't exist. Nobody's calling Cordaro Patterson a Hall of Famer. Someone did. And it might have been on the radio and Sirius XM. Probably you. Will Cordero Patterson be a Hall of Famer? Oh, my God. Cordero Patterson makes Hall of Fame case for Devin Hester. Oh, there's a Reddit thread. That wasn't it. It was, I'm telling you, man, because he's about to set the record for kick return touchdowns. Mm. And I think kick return all-time yardage. Um, maybe it was on the Sirius XM. I had to drive for the first three hours of games on Sunday, and so I was listening on the radio. Listen, all I know Which, is the that, way, that, you know, so many people have had this guy on their bench. Obviously, he was a pickup, you know, in the last couple of weeks. And I don't know about... Who's had the the balls to uh, start him these last couple of weeks? But if you did, good for you. All I know is that the couple shares that I've plucked of him, uh, I haven't had him in my lineup. But this week, I will be starting him. I've I have to. What's what's NFFC have him at? A, a wide receiver. Oh, if right. he was oh, if really? he was labeled as a running back, that's a completely different story. He'd be a locked in player. But I guess because a wide receiver and a lot of my teams being deep at receiver, he's just sitting on my bench, but can't do it anymore. So for all you people out there um, listening and having Patterson uh, on your team, blame me because he's going in my lineups this week for his inevitable, you know, four point performance. Who are you starting him over? Uh, Who's getting benched? I don't know. No, I have to. I have a lot of teams. I, I don't know. I'm gonna, uh, um, I'm trying to think. No, uh, Henry Ruggs. Uh, yeah, you got to start Patterson over Ruggs. Deontay Johnson. Oh come on, stop it. Next, I'm just uh, wondering, man. Uh, Look, I'm feeling. On. I'm feeling this out. Deontay All right, I'm going Johnson, one end to the other on. end. Uh, let's say Julio Jones plays, and the reports are like, oh, you know, he's, I hate Julio he's Jones. Forty percent. Yeah, I'm not playing Julio Jones myself. So I mean, I don't own any Julio Jones, but uh, I mean, if he was fully healthy, it's Julio Jones. What about? All right, Kelsey? come on, let's move on. Let's not play this what, game what with had, everybody. Oh, all right, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get some information no, uh, for people who might be in a similar situation. I, 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 we'll, How about Mike Davis? How about that, Mike Davis? Uh, Mike Davis is is, uh, is a sit for me. Really? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with him? Not a fan, and you know what? I'm still stashing those Wayne Goldman chairs. I'm waiting for the takeover, uh, and I think we're only a couple weeks away from it. Is it because like Mike Davis? Can't like I can't figure out the the Arthur Smith offense. I mean, is he good? Is he just in the bad offense? What's going on? There? Nah, just uh, I'm I'm down on him. He's just a plotter, and um, you know, with with Patterson cutting in, and now they gave Goldman a uh, you know they finally activated Goldman and got him you know involved in this offense. You know, it all leads to more snaps and and carries taken away from Davis. And I think he's slowly being faded out of uh, this offense. And, 
you know he's he's nothing more than a flex rb3 type uh in, in my opinion what happens to mike davis now what happens to you know what him? I mean? like, what, like what? I mean, like yeah, he's not going to fade away to nothing, right? Is he still going to get like eight carries? Yeah, a game exactly. Gonna he's going to be injury? he's like, going to be a, a back that you have to stare at on your roster and and just be like, oh, what can I do? But the running back landscape is so bad as we go through the weeks that you might be desperate. He might be on your team. He was a bust. I think he's going to you know be a bust pick for where he was going in that fifth round. And he's going to have to rot on your bench, and you hopefully have better options that you can uh, plug and play instead of him. Let's say someone drops Tyson Williams uh, tonight and you got Mike Davis. You wouldn't drop Mike Davis for Tyson Williams. They, they seem to me like they're in kind of similar uh, situations. Tyson right Williams is, is just a, a complete disappointment. Law, you know, he's just a lost cause. I'd be shocked. That's crazy. He was doing well. You know what I he's mean? He's like, such a great – he, he looked apart. Uh, I just don't think that Harbaugh trusts him back there with Lamar Jackson and, um, you know, picking up blitzes or whatever. Um, he definitely looked apart. I love the way he ran when he got the ball. I thought he'd be the lead back. Uh, I think myself and a lot of others included have to <clears throat> raise their hand and, and admit that we're going to be wrong on this one because, um, you know, to, to go from looking the way he did to a healthy inactive for Le'Veon Bell, the corpse of Le'Veon Bell. I mean, what are we doing here, Harbaugh? I, I mean, I, I don't get it, you know, so... It's a disappointing, I, I, you know, I think after the first couple of weeks, all of us that had him rostered thought we really had something special here, you know, and um, it, it was a farce. I don't know if it was a farce. I mean, it's just. Well, I mean, he, he went from looking good and running hard and everything to healthy and active. So what's, can you make sense out of it? No, Without being that's, in the that's building, what I'm saying. you know, it's. He's going to get dropped a ton tonight in leagues, rightfully so. Are we sure this is Latavius Murray's backfield? Yep. Are we, are we positive? It's not, I mean, yep. like, Le'Veon Bell, like, I was on the practice it. squad, figured out the offense, mm-hmm. popped up now, four, four carries for 11 yards. I've seen enough of him the last couple of years to know that he shot. I, all right, this, this is not a Jets thing. It's not Adam Gase, Sam Darnold. No, this is a, this is my eyes see that Le'Veon Bell was shot. You know, a lot of wear and tear him? on him, and uh, I mean they all got wear and tear. Look, look at their backfield: You've got Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, and Le'Veon Bell. All three of these guys are way past their prime. Murray is at least looking decent still. Um, you know, he was just a, a, a cap casualty with New Orleans. They they couldn't afford him. They didn't even want to take a pay cut. So. You know, he's he's running on his last legs, but at least he's got a little juice left. The other two, I don't see it for Freeman and and, um, and Bell. But no. what it does is it gives it gives Lamar protection back there and it gives Harbaugh, you know, he sleeps better at night with, with these veteran backs in the backfield. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like. I But I just have a, it just like, you know, you look at charts all day, you see trends and you see Le'Veon Bell show up with four carries and you're like, yeah, it could be eight next week. You don't know. Sure. Maybe. And the week after it could be fourteen. Yeah, I mean, and it then could. yeah, could. and they could Latavius Murray. They could go the route of Tyson Williams. Could. All right, you don't sound convinced. Um, let me stay with the Ravens for a second. You mentioned Lamar Jackson, and uh, this is very deep, and uh, I'm sure you're going to poo-poo it. But I'm looking at a lot of Tyler Huntley. Um, oh my! And I'm God. in a best ball. I'm in a best ball league. My friend, uh, you know, it's deep. It's a deep dynasty best ball league. 
So it doesn't apply perfectly to this. But when you have a guy like uh, Lamar Jackson, whose you know, style fits an offense. And I know last year you made fun of me for Robert Griffin III, but for those brief two quarters when he got in, he, he ran. He actually got hurt on a run. You got Tyler Huntley. You got Lamar Jackson getting destroyed left and right, and he's going to get hurt. And I hate to, I hate to say it. I, I hate that you're saying it. I know where you're going with this, and I, and I hate that you're even saying it because for whatever reason, when you say things like this, like 98% of the time they come true. And when Lamar Jackson does go down, I'm going to blame you and I hate you. But sure. what you're gonna, what you're trying to say is, do you put Huntley on your teams that you own Lamar Jackson, and do you back up your stud quarterback? No, no. Well, he's specific, specifically the Lamar Jackson. Spots. No, no. I'm not saying like pick up Blaine Gabbert. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like I'm saying no. this guy has the same style and he's in the same offense, and they they got like a no, you copy. don't. No, you don't. Right. End of story. No. All right, but if Lamar Jackson goes down. It's gonna and you got a hundred dollar fab and you got sixty dollars left. How much? No, because you know, there's gonna, still gonna, gonna be other starting quarterbacks out there that are gonna look way more attractive than Huntley. And you know, I don't know what type of leagues our, our listeners are playing in. But I'm sure they're uh, you know pretty competitive leagues, but you're still gonna have your Sam Darnolds on on waivers and stuff like that. Uh, you know, so no, you you don't roster a Huntley if you're the Lamar Jackson owner. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not preach you and your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, speaking of Sam Darnold, uh, is this a fluke? Because I know you and no, I both No, it's not a fluke. It. It's not a fluke. But he's scoring a lot of rushing touchdowns. That's what it's I'm worried unbel- about. I, I, but, I mean, that just adds to it. I mean, he's he's designing, you know, quarterback draws for him at the goal line. I mean, we've talked about this for the last three months here. Like, he shouldn't have been undrafted. He should have been that quarterback 12 to 18 range and now he's getting it done you know adding rushing yards on top of it um he should not be on waiver wires he's you know every year we have one or two of these quarterbacks that are you know basically undrafted or forgotten about that produce top 12 seasons i think donald's that guy this year so um there's even leagues that I'm starting him in regularly uh, going forward. So uh, he's got the stud number one in DJ Moore. The, the offense is, is – I, I'm just saying this, Nando. I was shocked. Yeah. I thought he'd come crashing back down to earth fantasy-wise this past week in Dallas. And I said, all right, let me see if he can keep this going. And he passed the test big time. So from here on out, 
Uh, he's good to go in my eyes. He's a he's a low end QB one, especially if he's going to chip in uh, on the ground, like I said. And wait till McCaffrey comes back and exactly. he gets those eighty passing yards a game. Yeah, because it's so easy in that offense. When you watch that offense, the first couple of weeks with McCaffrey in it. The way he checks down to him and gets those easy first downs over and over again, he's a solid play at quarterback all year long. And I, like, we're talking about this, like Sam Darnold could have been the number one overall pick. He was so highly thought of, and the Jets ruined him. Mm-hmm. And now he's stepping into this Brady offense, and it's like, yeah, let me let me just unlock all this potential because they messed you up. And you got to go back to like all his wide receivers were hurt that first year. They played him too quickly after he had mono, yep. and they made a joke out of him with it. I'm seeing ghosts thing. Yep. You know, like, and we forget, like, and he was a young twenty-one. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. was really young when he was starting for the Jets. Like, we're talking twenty-one. Um, you know, couple years. You know, give the kid a couple years now in the league. Give him an, a brilliant mind in, in Joe Brady to to and talent around him. With you know, I'd, I'd still love to see Robbie Anderson. There you go. We knew we had to talk about Robbie Anderson again. Yeah, drink. But drink exactly. and playing along at home. I don't know what I'm going to do going forward. I, I, you know, he had a shot. He, he he was what five for 48 this past week. Not the end of the world, um, but nothing great. And um, you know, it's just we just have to put Robbie Anderson on our benches now and and wait and hopefully he gets the season turned around. But doesn't look good. Um, no, you know, listen, blame it on Adam Gase, blame it on the Jets, blame it on no offensive line for the years he was there, and and you know, it was a disaster. So the kid got released out of jail and, and now he's flourishing it's great to see i got a problem where in a bunch of my leagues so i wanted him and i wanted daniel jones and i'm good in the super flex where i play them both but every week i keep guessing wrong on darnold and jones and this week they both blew up so everything was great mm-hmm. but it's crazy the two of them like yeah jones is yeah, having a nice season you know right jones is having a nice he's season running too He's, well, he always year, I think he Jones always ran. It's just, uh, it, but no one respected that. No one, no one factored that in. They just thought he's like some dumpy Eli Manning clone who you know turns them all over too much. Not that he can run for six hundred yards in a season. I don't know. I, I disagree with that. I mean, everybody knew Daniel Jones could run. He's been showing that for a couple of years now. I don't know. I don't. That was then. Why wasn't he? What did you think he was a pocket passer, Daniel Jones? He's, he can. I run. don't know. You tell me. Like I, I'm. I know he can run, and I made that case a bunch of times, and I think he was like the fourth leading rusher among quarterbacks last year, but on a per-game basis. But, uh, I mean, knowing that and knowing that the guy could run for 40 or 45 yards a game, like people were making fun of him for that fumble against the Eagles last year when he ran all the way down and tripped. It, was, it wasn't a fumble, it was a trip, whatever. Uh, and they're missing the point that he actually ran all the way down the field. You know what I mean? Like no one worked those extra four or five points a game into his value this year. Uh, yeah, he was forgotten about, uh, you know, again, in Sam Darnold territory. There's a lot of, you know, the quarterback position is very interesting. Now we have uh, Trey Lance week, hopefully, if Garoppolo sits. Uh, he's going to be in play. Uh, you know, we saw what Justin Fields actually turn his, um, you know, outlook around after the disaster in Cleveland the week before. So now we have the rookie QBs in play. And speaking of rookie QBs, super impressed with Mac Jones um, you know, uh, for the Patriots this past week, uh, I think he's, he's so boring though, man. He it is a little boring, but you know what? He's a he's a two forty and two touchdown type of quarterback, and uh, he's just going to be a good one for the next ten twelve years. He's just going to be a solid quarterback. 
And and speaking of quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield. Wouldn't you rather have? Wouldn't right. you rather have? All right, there you go. There you go. That's the perfect comparison. No. Baker Mayfield. Johnny Game Manager. Baker Mayfield's just, uh, man, he crapped the bed big time this past week. So it's it's tough to start Baker. He's you, you see a lot of Baker Mayfield drops this week. Probably for like Darnold Jones. Yeah, well, you can't go right, to Fields. Well, you should. They're, they're gonna start. They're There's gonna no way Darnold, Darnold should be on people's waivers waiver wires right now. He might be. You know he what quarterback I'm so super high on? I think we talked about it already up in, in the beginning of the show. Joe Burrow. Oh, my God. Joe Burrow, I think, could, could give a top eight fantasy quarterback season from here on out. You like Burrow from the start. I love Burrow. And, and the schedule opens up big time the next, like, eight weeks. He's got, like, seven cream puffs on it or games that should have, uh, you know, back and forth offensive uh action so uh you know he could see himself in a lot of shootouts and he's got the weapons so we're not worried about uh t higgins not being around you're okay with that i mean t higgins is back this week so that's true all right um i want to talk you know well i was you led us to this justin fields thing um bill lazor calling the plays do you think that's going to fix Allen robinson at all like who, no matter who the quarterback is do you think he's it's he's like our greatest weapon is being so underutilized. People are talking about dropping. I, I still think that I still think Allen Robinson season is going to turn around. There's, the kid, the, he's just too good for it not to. I mean, you know, we see it every year. I've talked about this on the show the last couple of weeks. There's just certain players that just get off to crappy starts every year. Um, you know, and unfortunately, Robinson is in that little group this year. You know, so. It's going to turn around. They're going to have to force feed him the ball more. There's not a lot of targets. Cole Komet hasn't stepped up to be what I thought he would be at the tight end position. Mooney finally, uh, you know, arrived. Maybe he's Justin Fields, uh, you know, the apple of his eye. But it's one of these offenses. Now without David Montgomery also for the next six weeks, it's an offense that's just going to be funneled through Mooney. And Allen Robinson. So Allen Robinson season's going to turn around. I'd be trying to trade for him on the low for any owner that's frustrated with him right now. Um, but yeah, I'd be trying to buy on Mooney and uh, Allen Robinson. It's just going to be interesting w- to see if, if what Nagy is going to do. Nagy's steadfast on saying that when Dalton is healthy again, the team is his. So, you know, there goes uh, the excitement of Justin Fields. Um. I just looked up Sam Darnold for you. He's 78% rostered in CBS leagues. Yeah, there you go. The number's on the and rise. That's probably the high number. Yeah. I, I assume that's the high number. because, Like Yahoo, I would say maybe 50 and ESPN maybe 60. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields up? would have to completely fall apart week five against the Raiders for Andy Dalton to sniff the field again. There's there Beller. There's Fan Bill, Beller. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> talking with his heart. Um, yeah, no, and listen, no, 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 listen, no. Nagy... I had Kevin Fishbane on this very show yesterday. Kevin Fishbane covers the Bears for the uh, Athletic, and uh, he he's he's on that board with me. He's on tra- he's on the train. Listen, and it should be Fields plays well week five. It's Fields for fields so for you're season. saying so, Bella. What you're saying is that Nagy is going to eat crow and change his mind. And even though he came out and said when Dalton is healthy, he's our starter. And then if Dalton next week comes back on the practice field and says I'm 100 percent healthy. He's going to say, ah, I lied to Andy Dalton and the rest of you people, and Fields is starting this week again. I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, Nagy is part of that old-school group of coaches that thinks that it still gets 
the tiniest shred of an advantage from obfuscating for as long as he possibly can about who is going to be his quarterback, even though modern NFL teams can prepare for different quarterbacks, especially now that we've got two games of uh, Justin Fields game tape, uh, uh, you know, for the Raiders to study. So I don't think they're really too concerned about that, but I do think that that's what is at play here. I think he knows for sure that there's no way that Dalton is healthy enough to start this week. So it's sort of like a throwaway thing. And then if Fields plays well, you can say, yep, you know, the, the rookie proved he deserves it. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. No, Maggie's I mean, future Fields in plays, Chicago is totally tied to Fields yeah. being the, the guy. But if Fields you plays go, well. You're going to go 6-11 and 11 with Dalton as your starter and still be the coach in Chicago next year? Yeah. It's not possible. Yeah, if Fields plays well uh, again this week versus the Raiders, there's absolutely no way, you know, if Dalton starts the following week, that crowd in Chicago will be going absolutely <laughs> out of their minds, just booing Nagy off the field. So I don't even know how they, I mean, upper management would have to step in probably at that point and be like, no, it's all this week. It's all, yeah. it'll all be, if, if, if Fields doesn't play well, then they've got a leg to stand on and starting Dalton. If he does play well, Fields is the starter the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, and I'm a little worried for Fields this week because that Raiders D-line is getting after quarterbacks and uh, that Chicago off- offensive line uh, I'll give them the pass this past week because they played well, uh, but that was the Lions, and the uh, you know the Raiders might have him under siege. Yeah, you know, can I just bring up Doug Peterson here too, as an argument for it? Like, I'm sure Nagy. I'm going to recede. I'm going to recede into the background again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, he's got a conflict of interest with Doug Peterson. Mm. <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm sure Nagy read you know the tale of Doug Peterson and how he got fired because not putting the right quarterback in. It, well, actually, and screwing around the last week of the season and messing up the playoffs. But, um, you know what I mean? This is a new day and age where, like, you go with a guy who's selling jerseys a little bit, too, if all things being equal, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't need this old-school mentality. That's all. And there's a glaring example from six months ago of a guy losing his job because of the way he was rotating these quarterbacks. Chris, as you requested, I looked up uh, Sam Darnold roster ship. In ESPN, 33.4%. On Yahoo, 48%. Fantastic. I just want to give a clear picture of Thank you. what these all look like. Uh, okay. Jamison Crowder came back quietly. And we've seen, I mean, this story has been so told So weird. Yeah. But, I mean, it's uh, Braxton Berrios had some good games in the slot when he was out. Mm-hmm. Crowder comes in, 9-7-61 and a touchdown in Zach Wilson's uh, big breakout game, I guess you could call it. Mm. Is I mean, is this fool me once, like fool me eight times with Jamison Crowder? Or is he kind of like a sneaky... $2 bid to put in and be like, hey, no one's paying attention. Nah, people are paying attention. The, the, you know, um, it, it, listen, here's he what I was traveling in this totally, totally different circles. Obviously. Um, yeah. With Jamison Crowder, here's the deal. Uh, he played well in his first game. I don't know what, I guess the Jets were trying to write this guy off. You know, hamstring injury, this, that. They made every excuse for the guy the first couple of weeks not to, not to be in the lineup. Uh, but Elijah Moore, um, you know, was out this past week with the concussion and that allowed, you know, Crowder to come back into this offense. Uh, now let's see what's going to happen. Uh, we assume that Elijah Moore will be back. Are you really going to take Elijah Moore off the field to get Crowder on it? You're going to put them both out there. Is Mims going to become um, inactive again? Uh, you know, that seems like that seems like the path. I think so. You know, for me here, here's what I think happens here. I think Jamison Crowder is the perfect trade uh, candidate 
you know, in, in a fa- couple in fantasy weeks. or for the Jets? No, for the Jets to move on. Right. You know, you know, there's always a couple teams in the league that are playoff bound type of teams that you know one of their receivers goes down uh, in these next couple weeks, and the deadline's approaching, and Crowder is the perfect guy to get some value. Hey, give us a sixth round pick. We'll throw you a nice solid veteran. Like Jameson Crowder, just like, you know, like a Golden Tate did, you know, in the last couple of years. He always seemed like a guy that was on the move. I'm just remembering him. But uh, just a solid veteran that can help out a playoff team uh, and open up the spot, you know, to give the rookie Elijah Moore all the snaps possible in, in this Jets offense. But um, that's that's what I see Crowder's, uh, you know, future as. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, Vicaro, this time of the show when we talk about uh, your friend of mine, Khalif Raymond. Um, I looked this up before the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, started in 0%, technically in 0% of uh, Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. Do you not care? <laughs> All right. No, I mean, uh, not not too much, Nando. To be honest with you, I don't really have too much interest in Khalif Raymond. Let me read to you from the uh, book of Chris Burke. This is this is preseason mm-hmm. when we asked all of our beat writers for their breakouts. I think yeah, this is, uh, these are the breakouts, not the sleepers, yeah. which I guess could have gone either way. But uh, Chris Burke, Khalif Raymond has been in the NFL since 2016 as 19 career catches. He could surpass that total by week five or six should he nail down a starting job. Late in August, Detroit has been using Raymond, Tyrell Williams, and rookie Amon Ross St. Brown as his preferred top receiving trio. Raymond has been almost impossible to cover throughout training camp, too. He's a quick route runner from the, route runner from the slot, mm-hmm. but can also be a change-up option on the outside. Cornerbacks there don't get a lot of reps against 5'8 speed guys. How come no one loves him the way I do? Uh, He's Detroit's number one receiver. Mm, is he though? 75% of snaps every week. I liked what I saw out of St. Brown. Uh, finally, he got more involved this week. Uh, so I would be trying to add him on some teams. But your boy Raymond, he's uh, he, yeah, he's involved in the offense. I guess his TJ Hawkinson has taken a little bit of a step back this uh, last couple weeks and more teams focusing on him. It's allowing, you know, Raymond and guys like St. Brown and Cephas to, to get more involved in this offense. I love him. I think he deserves more respect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let me ask you about uh, Mecole Hardman. Yeah. Because Josh Gordon is going to play this week, and I'm sure, you know, I don't want to – I'm sure every show is talking about Josh Gordon, but Mm -hmm. 
Is it over? Is it, is it for Michael Hart? You know what it is? His name is his name always comes up, and every week he's like that flex type play. That oh, should I flex out Hartman? This should be a high scoring game. He's you know comes with the whole Chiefs offense, and it just never happens. And you can't predict the game when Hardman has that one or two blow up games for the season. You know when he catches the three for one twenty and two touchdowns. You can't predict it. And and when you want to throw him in your starting lineup, he gives you that two for twenty two, you know. So I'm done. I'm I'm completely done. I have a couple of McCall Hardman shares. I actually started him this past week, thinking, all right, listen, they're going to bounce back big time in Philly and put up a ton of points on the board and, and try and predict that big Hardman game. But uh, it's just not happening. I'm so done with Hardman. I'm out on him. Would you rather have Mike Davis or McCole Hardman on your roster? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a draw. Uh, is it really? Yeah, it's a draw. I, I mean, Davis would be the answer just because he's a running back. And, in, you know, we need all the help we can get at running back. And you can always do a lot better at wide receiver position than Hardman. All right. That's, I mean, it's just Hardman, I think it was before last year. Maybe it, was, it, it all gets confusing, but. He was like he wasn't this dude who was catching a ton of deep balls. Mm-hmm. I think of his of all his passes, they went like forty plus yards or twenty five plus yards. I can't remember the stat now, but I was like obsessing over it. It wasn't like these bombs, these Mahomes bombs to Hardman who had taken the top off the defense. It was kind of like little screens, like short, legitimate air yards passes that he would turn and just burn everybody. And he had nice moves, and he was you know he was juking people, mm-hmm. and it just. Hasn't happened. No, it, it and just I, hasn't. I just don't believe Josh Gordon is that player though that fits that role that takes away from Harden. No, I mean, listen, how, how many times are we going to go through the Josh Gordon, uh, you know, fiasco? He's going to be somebody that you know, couple catches a game uh, to be out there, but uh, you know, you're not going to be able to play him fantasy wise. That's crazy. I can't believe Josh Gordon has re ended. Uh, it's amazing. Go- I feel like we've been doing yeah. this for like twelve years. Um, let's talk Patriots for a minute. Mm-hmm. As we, you know, near the end of our show, our journey together. Um, Damian Harris, and I forget where I read, I think it was Casey Joyner's column, which by the way is fantastic. Um, but I think one of the, you know, he, he asks a question of each team. He kind of asks himself the question and then answers it mm-hmm. about dropping Damian Harris or being down on Damian Harris. And he actually said, no, he, he ran, I think, twice as many routes as Brandon Bolden did. Um, we all watched that game, obviously. Yep. And uh, Brandon Bolden just looked. <laughs> Good. You know, you look like the Brandon Bolden that we always wanted to fab three, four, five years ago when uh, when opportunity struck. And, oh, Brandon Bolden's next guy up. Let's go. And then he bombed out. But he looked like James White, basically, maybe even a little better, like a little bigger and stronger. Um, a, are you off Damian Harris or was it just a weird game where, you know, it just wasn't his time to No, it's a terrible it was, times? But you couldn't play Damian Harris going into this past week. You know, they had Tampa Bay's run defense, which nobody really runs on Tampa Bay's run D. Um, I am totally not down on Damian Harris. I think this is a week where he was on my bench on all my teams uh, last week, and he's going to be in my starting lineup this week. Uh, you know, he's – I don't want to say he's matchup dependent, but – Damian Harris is a really solid running back, and I expect him to get 15 carries plus uh, in a game where they should be up comfortably versus the Texans. And I go right back to Harris, uh, not even thinking twice. Wow. All right. How about Bolden? I think everybody uh, thought J.J. Taylor would play that, you know, that role of, you know, now that James White is done. Um, you know, I thought he could maybe contribute. 
and uh, it really they didn't get him involved in the offense. Oh, the fumble, you know. Mm-hmm. That happens. It happens. Uh, Brandon Bolden worth like a couple bucks. Maybe get rid of Mike Davis in a PPR league. And, and we say that again instead of who? Say Mike. I'm just picking on Mike Davis now. Yeah, I, I mean, think that's I, the I, like, 18th I like building Mike the Mike Davis. Davis value uh, this here. is the Mike Davis show, I, I guess. But uh, no, well, I think you're a lot of people are going to ask about Mike no, Davis. No, absolutely not. I, I listen. I'm down on Mike Davis. I do not like Mike Davis. Uh, but you're not dropping Mike Davis for Brandon Bolden. Uh, that's all I could say. Chris, this is like the doctor's office where I'm just poking you, and being like, "Does this no, hurt?" I know. Does this I hurt? mean, well, well, give me my next Mike Davis comparison. I, I can keep. I have several other names here. Sure. Like well, it. let's get to some of them. Kyle Pitts. No, Kyle Pitts. I know you hate Kyle Pitts, but uh, I don't hate Kyle Pitts. You know, I I, you put in the rundown like drop Kyle Pitts with a question mark. No, you don't drop Kyle Pitts. I didn't. No, I did. Where did I put drop Kyle That's Pitts in the rundown? Drop. Kyle it says you can't release him, right? Oh, well, same thing. You can't release him, right? No, people it, ask the question. Should Kyle I? Pitts. I don't know. Look at our our live waiver wire no. blog from yesterday with your boy Matt Williams. Mm-mm. People ask that. Those those are real questions. More than one person asked. Right, well, that. absolutely not. It, has it been the the you know the start that we all have uh, hoped for for Kyle Pitts to hit the ground running as a rookie? Um, no, and and it's been a it's been a little bit of a disappointment, but I still see that you know I I still think that in that offense, with the limited targets in that offense as well, that the arrow is pointing up for Kyle Pitts the rest of the season. Just you know a slow four start, uh, you know to the season. You really think so? Yeah, I I have no concern with Kyle Pitts. Is he, he is he like seven for ninety five and a touchdown like we hoped that he would be right from the start? No. But, you know, have you looked at the tight end position lately? You know, it was a weird week at the tight end position. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of tight ends that are actually coming off the waiver wire this week, especially, Uh, you know, everybody's going to chase that big CJ Uzama game. Uh, I would recommend not doing that, Uh, even though he looked great. You know, you got to remember this was without T Higgins in that offense. Now, Higgins comes back this week and I think Uzama goes back to being the the fourth uh, you know guy in the pecking order, so don't chase that uh, waterfall. Uh, but the tight end that I think people, if they shouldn't have, if they didn't go after him last week, and he's still on your waiver wire now, Dalton Schultz is for real, and uh, he's gonna he's the lead tight end in in that Dallas offense. I know a lot of people thought it would be Jarwin coming into this season, but it's uh, you know it's Schultz and. Um, He's, uh, you know, in a year where the tight end position is like, if you don't have one of those top five guys, it's, you know, pray for a touchdown. Schultz is uh, entering into that top 10 tight end range. Let me ask you this. Just to go right, but still, I mean, I don't want to ignore the Schultz thing, mm. but next week the Falcons are on a bye. Um, week six, all the buys begin. The Falcons, the Saints, the Jets, the 49ers. Yes. If Kyle Pitts is like three for nineteen this week, would you hold him through the bye? Kyle Pitts, yeah, hundred percent. All right, man. I'm just, I'm just, look again. I'm just poking, poking at Chris, saying where it's does not this? Not a droppable line? player, Nando. I don't understand right, I any, what, people, what league. What are we playing? I'm not asking you. Team Yahoo League. Is that what you drop Kyle Pitts in? You don't drop Kyle Pitts. You don't. I'm just saying people are frustrated and they're dropping. Okay. That's all. Well, and then with a buy coming up, if he's another frustrating week here, he's taking up a bench spot. That's all. 
That's all, Chris, my friend. Okay, no, you got to no. pick up a tight end anyway, right? You're going to pick someone up next week if you have no, Kyle Pitts. Plenty of decent tight options uh, this week. Right, but I'm saying who goes? And that's all I want to know. And I'm I'm a voice of the people. I don't know why you get so mad at me. Because you, you bring up bad drop ideas like a Kyle Pitts. I, I know. And you know what? Guy Some that was being drafted in the that. third and fourth round of high stakes draft, and you're talking about dropping him. Why? What did he do? Is he like- I would play a zero at tight end before I dropped Thank Kyle you. Pitts. Thank you, Beller. Right. I'm it. not saying you I'm doing it. it. I'm saying people are I mean, asking it's this not question. Even, it's not even worth talking about. It's That's how bad of a, of a topic it is. You don't drop Kyle I think, Pitts. I know you don't, but I think you're a little out of touch with the common player here. Uh, like I said, if we're talking player, the common, common player, players in an 18-team Yahoo league with their little cousins, then yeah. If that's the common you play player. A Didn't you say you play a league with your cousin? No, I don't. Niece? Not her either. All right. Hold on. I'm looking up Kyle Pitts on the transaction. No, right. come on. Let's get some more players before we, uh, we got to bounce. Fine. Um, who's an interesting You know who I'm really high on going forward that you know, I've Chester been trying Rogers. to get? Uh, right now from teams or if he's on your, you know, any of our listeners, waiver, Michael Carter from the Jets has slowly taken over this Jets backfield. And uh, I see a big second half from him. Uh, and I think the arrow's pointing up on this Jets offense, to be honest with you. I don't think they're going to be a complete dumpster fire, uh, you know, uh, for the rest of the season. I, I think you get some good fantasy production. Uh, Corey Davis, same thing. Uh, you know, people uh, were frustrated with him after the previous two weeks, but he showed what he can do. And uh, in, in this offense, you know, Michael Carter's a buy and Corey Davis is a buy. How big of a buy is Corey Davis for you? I like him as a, as a solid wide receiver three each week. Yeah, but I mean like, uh, and again, I know. Corey Davis and Mike and Davis? Blah, blah. No, not, I, I, oh, okay. I think I know the answer to that oh, one. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think of a running back who's kind of like in the middle ground of everything. See, you're, you're, you're talking, Corey, like you're going to do a comparison. When you bring up running backs, Nando, you got to understand nobody's dropping run- in any competitative league. The leagues that I – the high stakes – Are you going to trade a wide receiver for a wide receiver? That doesn't get you I'm just more. saying. You're not – you better be mentioning like a really, really bad running back because there's – That's what I'm trying to look for, yeah, but I can't – Listen, running I'm backs, you just can't afford to drop any running back nowadays that's how How about latavius murray what about him i I still think Corey davis you do that like if someone's like hey i'll give you latavius murray for Corey davis that's something you could think about because you know latavius murray just got 18 carries and you know you get your hands on a running back and a good running offense that is going to get 15 carries a week if he's going to continue this uh yeah you got to get your hands on that Uh, he's a solid rb too i think so I don't know, man. I just don't know. It just seems like that that backfield is so weird. That Tyson Williams thing, man. Like maybe it was just like a disciplinary thing they didn't want to talk about. I like I buy that maybe his pass protection wasn't great, mm-hmm. or maybe Lamar Jackson was like, "Hey, listen, this guy's gonna get me killed out there." Um, but man, like it just a healthy scratch just like that, and Le'Veon Bell being elevated, and just a bunch of stuff says to me like maybe Latavius Murray isn't. That guy that we think you, you know, yeah, I, but you're, you're usually you're, you're better fantasy. You know, we're I. talking about players that we see the arrow pointing up on. And I wrote about him in the column last week. And I want to just reiterate before we get out of here, Van Jefferson from the Rams. I I don't know. I, I just love the kid. 
And I know Robert Woods seems to be taking a step back. And McVeigh is talking about, you know, how he wants to get him back involved in the offense and make it a focal point. But this offense could totally support three wide receivers. And uh, I think Van Jefferson is here to stay. And I think you can, I think there's certain weeks where you could roll him into your lineup comfortably. All right. Anyone else you want to throw in there before we wrap this up? Uh, you know what? How many? How much longer are we going to ignore AJ Green? Uh, you know, I know he's soured in, in everybody's minds from these last couple of years, but hey, every week he's he's getting <laughs> he's producing, and in that Arizona offense, if he's gonna if he's gonna be the number two slash three there with, with Christian Kirk. Uh, you're going to start seeing people putting A.J. Green in their starting lineup. Do you think um, Do you think A.J. Green maybe just came back too soon from injury last year maybe? I mean, right. remember he, he was, was getting passed. targeted like – we were talking it? about the start of last year. He was getting targeted – no, just la- last year. Remember like he, he was getting targeted like 10, 11, 10 times a game. He had a ton of targets, wasn't catching anything last year right at the start and then just kind of faded off and, you know, no one was on it anyway. But mm-hmm. do you think like it was just – he just needed a little more time. Maybe he rushed himself. Maybe he's a little rusty. Uh, I mean, listen, it's possible. It's possible, but I mean, it play, it I plays think, into I like, think it also factors in where last year, you know, he's not, he's no longer a legit number one in the NFL. So that's what, you know, teams were focusing in on him last year, you know, when he was in the lineup. And now this year he gets to go to Arizona. He gets to see, you know, not be the focal point of the offense they could pick and choose his routes, uh, and he's taking advantage of it. You know, there's so many weapons there, and, and the way they scheme up that offense, everybody's focused in on Hopkins and, and you know, Kirk and Rondell Moore when he is out there. And A.J. Green gets to play what he is right now in his career, and that's, you know, a, a number two option. So, you know, A.J. Green is doing in Arizona what everybody hoped, like, Julio would do in Tennessee. And, you know, it was go there— be like a two, you know, A.J. Brown is the guy, just like D-Hop is the guy in Arizona, and take advantage of it. A.J. Green is taking advantage of it, and Julio, being hurt, uh, you know, isn't. Hey, before we go, uh, talking about the Cardinals, I got a That was shocking, by the way. That was really shocking uh, for me, going into L.A. and beating up on the Rams, who— I thought it was uh, – I still think, you know, listen, it's the NFL, so you're always going to have those weeks where just, wow, you know, eye-opening games. I still think the Rams are a better team than Arizona, you know, going forward. But uh, they caught them good on uh, on this past Sunday, and that was an impressive win by Arizona. Well, so here's – so Arizona got a $20 to win 800-something mm-hmm. ticket on uh, – Bet GM. I think they were, I got him at 40 to 1. I think I got him earlier at 60 to 1, too. I might have two open tickets. Should I prop swap it right now or should I wait? No, that's a that's a ticket that you hold right there. You know, you have a the only undefeated team in the NFL at those odds. You know? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that you know, now that they're undefeated, I think they're a lot more attractive. For at least this week. You know, they could lose at any time. For a week, they're going to be the only undefeated team in the NFL. Yeah. Well, that's listen. It makes it more fun going forward, Nando. You know, each week you have a team that is going to go to the playoffs and looks like uh, one of the top teams in the NFL, and you're sitting with uh, you know a nice ticket at good odds. That's you hold up. No one's talking about JJ Watt. 
Or maybe they are in your circles. Maybe everyone's talking about. JJ no, Watt. actually, nobody's in my circles talking about JJ Watt because he has no role in fantasy. But I mean, like, so that's why we're, we're, not, we're talking, talking about, about JJ Watt. We just took a step outside to talk about real football for a Why? Second. We're a fantasy show. Well, I don't know. You just talked about how they beat the Rams. That was a have to do with fantasy. <laughs> that's a little part of the <laughs> offense. Yeah. I'm just saying it was it was impressive. It's, it's all tied <laughs> in. You want to talk about defensive players now? We could talk about defensive players. <laughs> no, we got to go. Hey, if you're in New York City, check out the Greenwich Street Tavern. It's the best bar in the universe. Sounds good. Um, I'm going to get there at some point. Yeah. Pass, pass Are you there every day? 2024. Are you there every day? Mostly. All right. Because one of the I'm coming to New York tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe this should be something that like you know you text me or we talk about it off the air. I don't know. I think people like to. It's your bar. All right, fine. I you know what? I won't plug your. I won't plug your bar on our show. My bad. No, go ahead, plug it. I, I, you know, if you're in New you York City, make sure you check out Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. <laughs> Happy hour four to seven every day. Hey, you didn't mention that the landscaper today. You didn't hear the landscaper in the back. I uh, gave him off Did today. You fire him? So. Did you really? Yeah, no, joke. And that's not even my no, landscaper that you heard last week. It was a joke. Right. Yeah, it was a joke. It was a tape that you play in the background, was, so we'll have something to talk next about. Next doors. Yeah, I believe you. All right, we got to go. Come on, man. We're just talking about fantasy football, and you're bringing up landscapers, bro. Ridiculous. We got to go. Get your Khalif Raymonds while you still can. Uh, for Michael Beller in the background. For Christopher J. Vaccaro, I'm not an Afino. Thank you all for uh, for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your days. Good luck with your waiver wires if you're weirdos and you run them on Wednesday nights. We'll talk to you later.